0: As a strong, independent mother, there is nothing that will get in the way of your child's safety. Soberlink understands the importance of peace of mind when it comes to co-parenting after a divorce. Using the highest quality technology and with features like facial recognition and real-time results, moms like you are empowered with proof that your child is safe. Navigating life post-divorce can be difficult, and having a tool like Soberlink allows for one less thing to stress about. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create this resource Tips for Single Moms Returning to Work. To access the guide, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash MMO. This week on Moms Moving On.
1: If they hired you as an amazing divorce coach, they would learn that, okay, I'm going to create this new beautiful routine for my child and I'm going to show them that this is what the holidays are now for us. And I know it depends on the age of your child, but what a beautiful thing to create something new. And that's actually something I was gonna say, we will create the space for our children to react and you know soften the blow. Like we said, we'll, we'll give them a narrative that works well because we know our children, but we also can give them choice and give them power in small ways. And that can be about like, well, you know what, this year you get to decorate both of the trees. How do you want to decorate the tree this year in our house, right? You get to choose that. Or what candles are you going to pick? Or let's go shopping for this present. Like you can still empower them to feel like there are benefits.
0: Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Oh my God, how did we get here? It's holiday season, 2021. We've steamrolled right into it. And some of us are running right into it as our first year being divorced or co-parenting or both. And I know how hard that can be. So before we say anything, I want to validate for you that I know this is probably the most anxiety-inducing holiday season you've faced yet in your life, but I have Erin Morrison of It's the Conscious Mom on today, and we're going to be talking all about how to get yourself together and okay through this process so that you can do the same for your kids. Erin. Hello, Michelle. You look so like glam, and and you look like the part, (laughs) like in a cozy corner of your beautiful kitchen. I know you have a mug full of tea. It's so good. I feel better already I love about this. the holiday season. I'm,
1: I'm feeling warm. I was like, should I put my tree up? Behind? i have a mini tree there. So, you know, we're representing. I have my menorah either, cause we do both. Okay, I should put that up.
0: Um, well, I'm happy you're here because as you can imagine, my DMs are flooded with holiday questions and it's not the typical legal stuff. It's not, how do we split the holidays? It's more along the lines of how do I survive this? How do I help my kid through this when I don't feel okay through this? And I know that you are going to have a lot to share on this topic, but before you do, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm Erin Morrison. I do have an Instagram. It's the conscious mom, but my focus is while it's about being a mom, it's really about parenting and how you can show up for yourself so you can show up for your child. So I have a background in therapy. I trained, uh, I got my master's at Columbia university, and then I trained with the queen and Dr. Shafali, and conscious parenting. And so I use both of those sort of the Eastern and the Western to give my clients, give my moms sort of a holistic, well-rounded approach. Um, I very much connect on a day-to-day basis with my clients. If that's what they want, it's all about supporting the mom so they can feel truly connected to themselves so they can connect to their child.
0: Amen. And
1: Amen.
0: nothing disrupts your or affects this beautiful connection with your child just as much as divorce does. And I feel like even if it doesn't really disrupt the the beautiful connection that you have, mm-hmm. you're worried that it might. And this holiday season yeah. is one of those times where you all of a sudden feel like you're not doing enough. The other parent can buy more gifts or you're not seeing your kid enough this holiday season. The other parent might have you know, the better time with your child and then you feel shitty about yourself. And there's so much that this holiday season brings up for people. And I remember my first holiday season, Bella went away with her dad for the first time ever. So it wasn't just like I was without her. I was not only without her, she was like going to another part of the country with her dad, which was just as anxiety inducing. And I remember laying in my bed, new year's Eve. This is the saddest thing. I was by myself and I lived in like a very, like I I, I lived in a townhouse. So all the homes were on top of each other. I laid in bed, just trying to distract myself. And at midnight, I was trying to sleep. And all of a sudden I heard the entire neighborhood collectively scream out happy new year. And I just started sobbing. Like my daughter wasn't there. I was alone. It was horrendous. And I think back to that period of time and all the things that I probably could have done differently for Bella because I know it was hard for her too. And sometimes I wonder if she was just trying to protect me through that because she knew it would be hard. And that's where I think, you know, we need to bring up sort of the airplane oxygen on mom first type of conversation, because we have to be okay through this holiday season as divorced and co-parenting moms in order to help our kids through it.
1: You're right. And it's like, if, if I can get through this, right, if I can find a way to accept what is, whether I chose this or I didn't choose, it doesn't matter. If I can accept where I'm at, then that allows my child to have the space to feel and not feel like they have to be anything other than who they are. And then they can Mm -hmm. feel their feelings. So, and I always say like, acceptance is not, oh, I love this. And it's not a false sense of like enjoying the fact that, you're um, not married to that person anymore, right? Acceptance is just, this is what is. And I'm going to sit with myself and experience all of my feelings so I can empty that out and I can be present for my child. And, you know, I, it's like, sometimes it kills me. I see parenting quotes that say, be you're the calm for your child. And most people are like, yeah, of course, I effing want to be the calm for my child, but I can't, like, I'm not okay. So it's, you're right. It's the oxygen mask over yourself first, but it's just through acceptance. It's not, oh my God, I love this and it's fake. It's that this is going to be different for me. This is going to be hard, but we're not married, but we are still a family. And I think it's important to highlight for our kids. Sometimes if this works for you, this is what's going to change. And this is what's going to stay the same for you. And we can tell our children the things that are going to stay the same, right? And it's so important to give them a truth and an anchor to remember that. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It's definitely find your peace first. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, in your process and healing from the transition of divorce, it's not linear, right? You go through stages. At least that's what I think that happened for you.
0: No, for sure. It's totally like a stage by stage thing. And I was even that holiday season. I remember I was already in a new relationship. I was dating Spencer. Um, but that, you know, everyone would say, oh, but you have a great boyfriend, you know, go distract yourself with him. And I'm like, sorry, but he doesn't replace my child. You know, he never does. And it's just, when you face the first holiday season as a divorced parent and you don't have mm-hmm. your kids with you, it's a double sense of loss. And at the same time for the child, it's a sense of loss. And they're also trying to process why I'm having two different Christmases or two different Hanukkahs, or Mm -hmm. two different whatevers. And so what do you think are some ways that we can speak to our kids about this when they say, well, why, why can't I have Christmas with the both of you? It's a whole new conversation Mm -hmm. that you haven't been prepared to have yet. What could we say?
1: Exactly. And if you're looking for specific things to say, I will say that after, but what I want to say first is that you have to truly believe what you're saying, right? It has to be something that you do believe is going to benefit your child, right? So instead of giving them false things to attach to, you want to give them the truth and the reality. So why am I having two different Christmas? Well, this year, because you know that mommy and daddy live in a different house. This is how we're going to celebrate. This is what's going to be different. And this is what's going to be the same. You're still going to see grandma and grandpa on this side and grandma and grandpa on that side, but it's Christmas Eve and it's, um, you know, Christmas day, or it's, you know, the first night of Hanukkah, the second, whatever, whatever holiday you celebrate. So I think it's about giving them the truth and giving them realistic things to look forward to and realistic things that are going to actually be different. So, you know, you, you said that like people wanted to say, but I mean, you have a beautiful boyfriend and all these things da, da, da. it's like, we always want to rescue ourselves and others from feelings and that's beautiful, right? Because we don't want to feel pain. We think that's going to be hard, especially for our children. We don't want our children to feel pain. We don't need to rescue our children from feeling. We need to actually show them that their feelings are totally okay. And we will be there to sit with those feelings. So if you tell your child, you know what? This year, you're going to be with mommy on Christmas morning. I know you are not going to be here on Christmas Eve. And let them feel. like Let them have those feelings and you don't have to rescue them. Like you said, oh, but I'm going to miss you. Or oh, da, 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 da. That might feel good for you, but you're showing them that it's don't feel, don't feel, but they do need to process these feelings yeah. in a safe place. So actually, I'm curious, what did you, what have you said to your daughter and explaining what, you know, it got why really good. Why holidays may be split up?
0: I got really good at this actually from our friend, Evelyn, who taught me the importance of validating her emotions. Cause I grew up like with my feelings always invalidated and everything was like, Oh, you'll be fine. Oh, you'll be fine. So I've made it a point to never say that to her. And you know, when she was two, she didn't really understand, but now that she's older, she'll say like, you know, I wish you could come to mom. And she says it knowing that like, I'm fully not going to come. And like, there are moments where she feels that. And I'm I don't believe in gray area with kids, especially not a kid like mine. She's bright and intuitive and also extremely Mm -hmm. anxious. And for me, it's just about being, you know, open and honest. Look, you get your time with mommy. Daddy enjoys his time with you. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable for mommy and daddy to do things together because daddy was really looking forward to that time alone with you. And you know, we, we love you so much. Sometimes it's just, it's just so great to spend that one-on-one time with you. Right. Cause you have soccer and you have play dates and you have this and you have that. And I point out all the obvious right. and she's like, okay, okay. I know you guys are like obsessed with me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we are, she's an only child. So she's definitely <laughs> knows she's the center of the universe, I love her, but it's, you know, having conversations and meeting her where she's at and saying, I know it sucks that we can't all be together, but there are plenty of times that we can be, this is not one of those times.
1: And look, that's so beautiful because you're not only are you giving her, you're giving her the truth, you're empathizing with her, you're validating her feelings, but then you're also setting a boundary in a sense for her that like, listen, I know that we are taking great care of you, right? You're confident and that the way that this is set up is working for her right now and that, you know, you will change it the moment it doesn't. Um, And I know you talk about how those agreements change a lot. And so it's like, again, it's returning to yourself, knowing like, I am confident in these choices that I'm making for my daughter, or for my child right now. When we can rest and know that for sure, it just, it kind of flows out to our children. And the same thing, like when we're nervous, our children can pick up on it. They know, right? Like we tell them, I'm fine. They know you're not fine. So of course we're not going to overshare, but we're just going to, we are going to do our best to make sure that we are in a good place to be able to deliver whatever news we need to deliver.
0: Right. And, you know, five years ago when I started this whole co-parenting thing, I wasn't this person. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I was doing everything right. And through lots of therapy and therapy for Bella and therapy for myself and and my ex, I've learned that I was doing a lot of things wrong. For example, and this kills me telling her (laughs) that I miss her. Like, it seemed like the most natural, like, Mm -hmm. baby, I miss you too. And of course, mommy's going to miss you so much, but I'll be right here when you get back. My therapist like pointed out that that benign, I miss you to her is mm-hmm. like, oh my God, mommy can't function without me so much so that she's going to be sitting in the same place all weekend waiting for me. Like what a burden to put on her emotionally. Right. And so I think it's really important that as we approach the holidays, we are not making our child or children feel responsible for our sense of loss this holiday season.
1: Uh, um, Absolutely. I mean, that's huge. That's a huge realization, right? It is so difficult to take ourselves out of the, out, not ourselves, our, our feelings out of the situation, right? We, when a marriage ends, you have your own feelings about that partner, but that person is still your child's father or mother. And we have to do our best to clean out those feelings and experience them away from our child as much as we can with therapists, therapist, whoever is in a safe space and knows, you know, someone that can, you can really reflect back your feelings to so that we can show up for our kids calm, not always calm, but whole and connected to the truth about what we believe is best for them. Absolutely. That's amazing that you, well, you have a great therapist clearly, but it's amazing that you made that connection because it feels like I want her to know she's loved. It's like, she will feel she's loved. She does not need to know that in mommy is missing your mommy is in black. And now you have to feel bad. Like you said.
0: Yeah. And I, listen, we're not like given a handbook for motherhood just to, you know, and we're not given a handbook for co-parenting. So it's taken a lot of trial and error and it's taken understanding my child and her emotions and how she feels about being a child of divorce in each stage of her life. You know, so another thing I want to talk about is ways that you can sort of soften the blow for your kids. I think people get really stuck on holidays being like a certain day and that's it that's the day and then know. you know if it's the day after you've missed out and it's too late and i've always coached my clients to either create parenting plans or create routines or rituals yeah where they celebrate a different day like what does the day on the calendar even mean and and how we can talk to our kids about that in the most conscious way that's where you come in
1: no absolutely and you are totally right we get to create the narrative of our life in general, but also for our children. So if we are coming from a place of feeling absolutely devastated and feeling like my child is missing out, my child is in lack, my child's not getting what they need, that's exactly the feelings and the energy we're going to communicate to our kids. So instead, if they hired you as an amazing divorce coach, they would learn that, okay, okay. I'm going to create this new, beautiful routine for my child. And I'm going to show them that this is what the holidays are now for us. And I know it depends on the age of your child, but what a beautiful thing to create something new. And that's actually something I was going to say, we will create the space for our children to react and, you know, soften the blow. Like you said, we'll, we'll give them a narrative that works well because we know our children, but we also can give them choice and give them power in small ways. And that can be about like, well, you know what, this year you get to decorate both of the trees. How do you want to decorate the tree this year in our house, right? You get to choose that. Or what candles are you going to pick? Or let's go shopping for this present. Like you can still empower them to feel like there are benefits. It's not, it's not invalidating that there's sadness. It's never that. It's not like, mommy, I'm sad. I'm going to miss you. Okay, well, let's go buy a present. It's not that it's, you know what, I'm really here. I hear that you're sad about this and I understand but I also want to share with you some other things that are going to be great about this holiday, right? Here's, what's going to be different, but we're also going to enjoy. And now we have this new thing and we are so worried about, well, our other kids, you know, are going to be with one family and they're going to hear that they had one, you know, one Hanukkah or one Christmas kids when kids truly embody that what they have is wonderful and that their family is still intact. It just looks different. They, they believe it. And they think it's great. I have friends um, who also have um, also have parents divorced. They think it's amazing, you know, and my kids come home saying, did you hear what they get to do? I'm like, that's awesome. It's all what we believe and embody and we give it to our kids. It's so beautiful how confident they can be in their new arrangement it just takes time. You know, we can't, we can't rush them to feel happy and cheery, right? We have to just be there for them the best way, we can, the best way that we can, but definitely giving choice and some power will really help our children feel like they get to choose what this is going to look like too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know that that has definitely yeah. helped Bella also like even in just yeah. the little things, what you know, when is- she, well, when she was getting comfortable going back and forth between two homes, like I gave her that sort of autonomy mm-hmm. to say, here's what I want my life with dad to look and feel like, and they have a very different, I've had to accept and realize it's not that big a deal that they've, very different routines in their home that I have in mine. People get scared of that mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh my god, how is that going to mess up my kids?" Well, it doesn't. Kids like routine and they like, you know, just like they have different routines at school and different routines in their after-school activities, like exactly. she has mom routines and dad routines and I think giving her the autonomy to say, "Okay, I only like to eat broccoli at dad's house," which is literally a thing for her, or "Mommy, I only <laughs> like using <laughs> only like using um bath bombs in your house." Why? I don't know, but she's created these routines for herself. And so Mm -hmm. we go by that. We say like, how do you want to do this with daddy? How do you want to do this with mommy? And I think that that really helps her, but again, it's all trial and error. And to anybody listening, I don't want you to think that you have to be like masters of this whole co-parenting game or feel great surviving your first holiday season after divorce. Like one holiday season does not a healed mama make, you know, it's, it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that, but it certainly propels you forward with a little more knowledge and strength. And I think that if any mom listening to this can say, okay, this first one is gonna be rough for me, but I'm not gonna mm-hmm. die. Yes. I'm gonna wake up on January 1st, 2022, still a whole person who is on her path to healing. I'm doing okay. Then I know I can get through it. What are some ways Absolutely. that you could suggest we get through it? Yeah. Oh how can we get through it? Right. Well, that's like the macro picture. Give us the micro.
1: It is. Well, no, you're right. Because again, it's about, it's about us. We have to take care of ourselves. And the way to take care of anything is not to bypass it. It's to go through it and experience it. Right. We, again, from as little girls and little boys, whoever's listening, you remember when you would fall down, what did your mom and dad or grandmother or whoever raised you say, here's a popsicle. Oh, here's a lollipop or don't cry. We just learned through generations of unconscious parents, not like, I'm not criticizing them that we shouldn't feel that we should just push away our feelings. And we wonder why we have issues with food, right? We're like, I don't feel good. I need this. Um, We just learned to avoid feeling because feeling the painful feelings are horrible and only good feelings. Like, and I love, um, I forgot who said this, but it was like good vibes mostly. (laughs) And I love that because you can't have good vibes only. It's not only good feelings. And and this is something too, I want all the moms and dads listening to, to realize is that our feelings are on like one, it's one pipe. If you turn off your feelings of pain, you're also turning off the ability to experience true joy. So when we, when we experience pain and trauma and loss grief, we are so afraid to feel we turn it off. And that's so beautifully adapted, but then we do have to eventually turn it back on so that all the feelings can flow and we really can experience it. So with our children, we're always the best example, always the best model. If we we don't have to show them going through pain, but if we can go through it and we know we're okay, they are going to be the same way. Children are so freaking resilient. I mean, it's incredible. It's us being so worried. Like you said, what if I'm going to mess them up? They're not going to be messed up. There there is no there's no messed up. It's just they're going to go through things and they're going to realize how resilient they yes. are because they had a parent who's listening to moms moving on and they're trying to do their best. I mean, seriously, our parents didn't well, do that.
0: No, I know. It's sad. Yeah, I, I was are. I was having You're a great yeah. I was having a conversation at lunch today about exactly that. How we're a generation of people, women, parents who want to understand more and help our kids the best way that we can, whereas When we were kids, our parents were kind of just like, you'll be fine. I dealt with worse, like, you know, and not because they didn't love us, but because they didn't know any better. And we are in this place where we know better.
1: We are. It's so beautiful. I like tell every client I have, I'm like, do you realize how, how far you're breaking a generational pattern in general that you're here today saying, I want to look at myself Mm -hmm. and I want to break through things and heal. It's incredible. And, and I have to say to the moms and dads, that are listening to this to the fact that you are listening and that you want to create this better path for your child is already a step, right? It's not going to be that perfect. Yeah. Yes. It's like you already showed up for yourself. It's so incredible and beautiful. And also being the one of generations of different patterns and cycles, you're the one to break it it's, it's such a big job. Not everybody can see what you're doing. Nobody understands it, but it is the most impactful work you can do. And it ripples out generations. So you have to remember that for yourself. It's like, it's okay to feel, it's okay to work through it, get your support system, and then you can show up for your kids and give them a beautiful narrative that works for you and for them.
0: So I don't know if you know yet, but I went ahead and did a thing. I wrote myself a little book and it's going to be available to all of you in January of 2022. That's just a few months away. And I am so excited for you to be able to get your hands on it. It's called Moms Moving On Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict and Becoming Your Best Self. Now, I bet you're wondering what it's all about. That's a great question. It's pretty much like a what to expect when you're getting divorced, a how-to guide for moms, if you will. Here's what the professionals say, Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who has been through it and has come out the other side. Through Michelle's guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mother, and shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self. From co-parenting to dating as a single mother, you'll learn how to truly move on and create the life you deserve. Yes, you will. Ladies, check it out now on my website, momsmovingon.com, and you can pre-order it so you can be the first to get your hands on it. Listen, I think we're just so scared of feeling the yucky feelings, mm-hmm. especially during such a joyous time. There's so much pressure to like be merry mm-hmm. and bright and all those things. Um, I know. And you have to sometimes you know, accept that, like, just because society's telling you, this is such a, the most wonderful time of the year. Like, no, it fucking isn't in a lot of ways for a lot of people. I and it's okay. I it's know, okay. I, if this isn't a happy time. It
1: is the season to be triggered is what I say. I'm like, this is the season like fall la la <laughs> la.
0: the season I mean, to it be triggered. Not-
1: it is because we are we are always setting ourselves up for oh, this is only joy. this is time for matching sweaters and PJs and pumpkin patches. It's like we all know now that that is not the reality. It's okay to still have moments of joy. but I want to share with you something that my therapist told me a long time ago when I lost my father. Um, she had said that every beautiful experience in life will always have a little what did she say? I don't know if she said it was a little ghost or a little moment, but essentially it's just this little, pocket that will be sadness. And that might be true for you and your child, right? There's always when you have had a loss of a, 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 type of relationship or a person, whatever it may be, always know that it's okay to have a moment of sadness and, you know, kind of grief or remembering what used to be, or what could have been all that stuff. That's totally normal at my wedding. I remember that moment. I remember that little moment where I was like, wow, I really miss him. You know, and I know this isn't about loss, but my point is, is that the same change in a relationship, right? When someone's not there, it's okay to have that. It's almost normal, right? You're not bypassing your feelings. You're allowing them to come through and be like, yeah yeah this is a moment and i'm going to i'm going to sit with it but i'm also allowed to continue on and enjoy my time so i always want moms and dads to know that that it's okay to have moments no matter how much work you've done on yourself there is no healed there is no you know i'm totally self actualized it's that i always continue to work on myself and the true the true sign of like someone is healing is that they start to move through the feelings and they're like oh okay sadness oh okay some anger <laughs> and then they let it flow and then they can move on. They don't let it ruin your whole day. Like I can think back to times where my feelings would ruin like weeks and then it became days and then it became hours. And sometimes it's still hours, but then it's just minutes, you know,
0: those Yeah, days. what's I got to say the best part of <laughs> healing for me is literally being able to say like, I'm just projecting, or this is literally mm-hmm. my trigger speaking. Like, I know this isn't you. It's me. Like those, that has been really powerful for me, but back to this, is the season to be triggered i want to talk just because we're on the topic about some like what not to do during the holiday season okay don't shy away don't shy away from asking your friends to include you if you are going to be sitting home alone and four out of your five best friends host these wonderful gatherings for the holidays don't be too shy to invite yourself. If they don't reach out and invite you, it doesn't mean they don't love you. It's probably because they're not sure where you're at emotionally and whether you'd want to be a part of something. Invite yourself. The other I thing is- I love
1: that, yes.
0: Please stay off social media. It is the most triggering all the time for a co-parent, but especially during the holidays when you're missing your kids and potentially missing your former life. Stay off social media. And lastly- don't use your sadness as like a a reason to reach out to your ex. Um, it would not be better to get back together just to avoid being alone the holiday season. I think that a lot of people need to hear that because it is the time of year where people who are in trial separation periods will say, oh my God, it was so hard without you. I'm coming back. But if it were just a regular, you know, weekend in July, it wouldn't have been so hard. So, get in touch with your feelings and understand them before you make any mistakes like that.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, when you have that feeling, you, you know, it's probably not the partner. Maybe it is, but you have to say, what is the feeling underneath that? What is it that I am missing? And is it connectedness? Because it can be found through many other ways, like my, my family that I actually like, or my friends, right? Um, so definitely, I had a client recently, she has done incredible work. I'm Love this woman. She's just done great work. And she had a moment where she had no one that was responding to her text messages in a moment where she was supposed to have plans. No one was responding. And in her old life, she probably would have reached out to whoever, whatever guy, to just feel connected. But instead, she was just able to sit there and feel the sadness and then enjoyed her night. Like she had, she's like, I had moments of of self pity. It was such a beautiful win, right? Because we are so. Again, we just don't want to feel. And so we want to cover our feelings up with anything from a human to a, a, a substance, to food, whatever it may be. And that's okay to have comfort. But when we want to avoid our feelings is when it, it, it becomes a pattern and it's not so healthy for us. But I love yeah. that you mentioned that. Don't, don't be swayed just because everyone else, like you said, if you don't go on Instagram, then you maybe won't be as, uh, as inclined to contact someone you really don't want to be with.
0: It's yeah. And it's also like, you know, it's kind of just like a landmine for emotions for so many reasons, but that, that there's something so powerful in sitting alone in your feelings. And I forced myself to do it, not just through the holiday season, but in the months after my separation, before I met Spencer, everybody knows I met him pretty quickly, but I was the typical, you know, get under somebody else to get over someone. And I Mm -hmm. forced myself out of that space. Like I literally would sit wow. in my house, like in my bed, like, don't do it. Don't text them back. Don't because there were, you know, prospects. Oh, yeah. I, oh yeah, oh, I yeah. would sit there and I would like, literally, I would cry from the loneliness and write it down. Cause I'm a big believer in writing down your feelings when you feel them. So you can sort of like exercise them from your brain. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm putting on a show. I'm pouring a glass of wine. I'm done with that. Like you know, emotional breakdown and I'm going to move on with my night. And I felt so powerful not giving in to the need to just be with anybody to feel validated.
1: Beautiful. You're like, an, obviously, because you are a coach, you're a dream client. I'm like, oh my God, you're amazing, right? It's it's that, that power of taking your feelings outside of yourself is so helpful. That's why people love therapy. That's why in religions, there's confession or atonement. These things are an opportunity for us to take what we have inside of us and let it out and watch that it's not as bad as we think it may be. Actually, what is more dangerous or more troubling is when we keep it all in and it manifests through, um, you know, so many ways through other emotions that come out or our bodies, it just there's so much there. So um, yeah, if, if you can sit in your feelings, and I, I know that phrase could be frustrating for some people. But it's just noting how you feel. Like note that, like, if you are suddenly, how do you have an urge to call someone you don't normally call or go pick up ice cream, which is totally fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just like, wait, what's that feeling? Like, what is this feeling right now? As long as I can note it, you're good to go. So you you can still call the person or get the ice cream, but at least you know the feeling. That's a huge step.
0: Huge step. Just that acknowledgement of the feeling was was huge for me, and I think is important to keep in mind through the holiday season when you are your most vulnerable and triggered. This is this is absolutely the title for this episode: "Is tis the season to be triggered?" <laughs> like that's is some so good triggering. good stuff. It is. I mean, I have, but knowing that you're going to be not. triggered, if you know ahead of time you're going to be triggered, you can have a plan of attack. You know, everybody's going to ha- like have to have their escape route for any dangerous situation. So when you are triggered, you have to know how to take yourself down from that. But all in all, I think with the right support and the right amount of acceptance and understanding your feelings, anybody who's listening will get through the holiday season just fine.
1: Absolutely, especially if you're by their side.
0: (laughs) If you're by their side. Okay,
1: both of us, fine.
0: All right, let's, let's let's wrap this up talking about the kids, okay? What to say to your kids when they're going off to their other parents and you're not going to see them? Do you say, A, oh my God, I'm going to miss you so much. Have the best time. B, have the best time you deserve to have fun. C, please don't leave me. I'm going to (laughs) die.
1: I think it's B. I'm going to guess. I think that's the right Michelle Dempsey answer.
0: (laughs) Um, And if your kids call you crying from the other parent that they miss you, what are some good ways to handle that? Because I know a lot of people deal with that.
1: Oh, I know. Well, I know you're so sad. I hear you. I hear you. Tell me about your day. What's been going on? Tell me why you're sad. I'll sit on the phone and listen with you. And then after you feel like they've, got, they've gotten their emotions out, you know, you know, guess what? I'm going to let you go now and enjoy what you said you were enjoying before. And you know that daddy or mommy is there for you. You got to leave it at that. You want, you want to give them the space to feel, but empowerment that they're going to be okay. When we believe our kids are not going to be okay, they're going to feel that. So if you know your child is resilient and they are going to be okay, then they will feel that from you. So it, again, it always starts with mom and dad.
0: Well, you're amazing. And so my last question would you're be, amazing. where where can everybody find you if they need a little more help through this period in their lives? You
1: can find me on my Instagram. It's it's theconsciousmom.com. I do have a website as well, which is theconsciousmom.com, but find me on Instagram. Um, that's usually where I post. And I do have a post about tis this season should be triggered. Um, and it does talk about a lot of the things that we can do to help ourselves, uh, during the holidays. And I'll be putting more stuff out as I'm sure you will, because it is such a big time of year with, full of expectations. And we really need to not expect anything other than staying true to ourselves and being connected to what feels right for us so that then we can be totally connected to our kids.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erin, for Amen. being here. To everybody listening, I hope you found this episode helpful. Replay it as many times as you need to. Pause it where it hurts. Go back to it when you're feeling more empowered. And then uh, let me know how you felt about this episode. Thanks so much for being here. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On Membership Community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.